Money FM 89.3, Best of Weekends. Joining us, Dr. Jade Kwa, who is a senior pediatric emergency specialist. Jade, how about a few tips for people on how to stay healthy during this time? We've all known about washing our hands and and doing some of these other things, but what are some of the things that you're seeing from your medical professional standpoint that might help to alleviate the possibility of getting sick? Well, so COVID-19 is a virus. It's not a bacteria. And we all know that people are just like, they go mad about taking antibiotics whenever they're sick. This is one of those instances where antibiotics is not going to be so helpful Mm. because those work against bacteria. So with every viral illness, really, you're relying a lot on your own immunity to get better, which means that you need to be quite sensible about getting enough rest, getting enough hydration. And then because COVID-19 virus has quite a high infectivity, so that's why it's important to do the hand washing and to avoid, say, you know, coughing into somebody else's face. These are all really good day-to-day practices anyway. And how about the mask thing? Because it's still quite contentious. Some say do, some say don't. I've read generally if you're not sick... You don't need to wear one, but some people wear them because they feel it's an extra layer of protection. I mean, Mm -hmm. what is the medical view on masks in public? Well, you know, so the mask has got several layers. The layer on the inside is sort of like a water, like absorbent part. So Mm -hmm. if you're not well and you cough or whatever into your mask, then it sort of helps to contain that. Then there's a filter and then there's like a water repellent part. So it's, it's really meant to be for people who are not well. Right. It does offer some protection. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you're dealing with something like this COVID-19 crisis, we really have to be very conscious also about logistics, which means that we shouldn't be wearing masks anytime we want to, day in and day out. Great point. Even if you're just reading a book by yourself in like mm. the middle of the beach, you really have to be quite conscious. And this, is, this brings me to the point of just being kind. When you're being selfish, when you sweep the whole supermarket clean because you can, you're not being kind to the next person. So it's a similar situation with the, with the surgical masks. What about, you know, my kids take the public bus to and from school every day. And tenancy, and we've told our kids not to wear a mask. We, they have one with them. Yes. And unless somebody is sitting right near them that's coughing a lot or, you know, sneezing or something like that, then we say, take your mask out and put it on right away. But what do you say to the parent that has a primary or secondary school child taking public transport every day? And they just want to make sure double extra you know, sure that their kid is safe and they, they want their kid to wear a mask every day to and from you well, know, in public you transport. Know, I think when you're I mean, you're, to, you're a mother, yeah, right? For sure, you've got yeah, kids. yeah. I think <laughs> when you're caring for a child, you know, it's more than just a science. It's an art as well. So sometimes if there's a gut feel, you know, of, there may be other reasons why people are doing things that you may not understand. So actually, when we sort of um, criticize people, as I have just done, for <laughs> sweeping the supermarket or panic buying or, you know, wearing a mask when they shouldn't, they might have certain reasons that we don't understand why they're doing that. Right. So mm. it's just, um, you know, we should just sort of uh, apply sensible practices to ourselves and then try and go about in a non-judgmental way, I think would be the best way to get through this. Mm. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not fair. technically necessary for somebody, to, anybody, an adult or a child, to wear a mask yeah. in a public Sure. Uh, At this point in time, I would say it probably isn't. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, you know, be we careful about the surfaces you touch and not yes, touching your right. face. Absolutely, I would say the hand washing is actually probably one of the big things we should just be a bit more aware of. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, in the hospitals, for example, we always clean our hands before and after we touch our patients, whatever sure. contact, obviously before we eat. But for you know, it's a very simple thing we can do. 
So I, what I'm trying to say is that there are very simple things we can do ourselves to try to reduce the spread of COVID-19 and other viruses, which includes hand washing with soap. Mm. And this is just normal soap. So yeah. we don't have to go and panic buy super expensive hand sanitizers or, or, or panic buy masks that people have already said may not be necessary mm. when there are very simple things you can do. Wash your hands, don't spit in public, don't cough into people's faces. These are all very sensible things that we should do anyway. And this is a, a great time for us to remember that. That's a very interesting point about the soap because in the last couple of weeks, that word sanitizer, hand sanitizer, has become a bit of an obsession. Mm. So really, from a medical standpoint... Just soap and water is enough. Just soap and water is enough. I mean, certainly when you're on the go, it may be difficult to have mm. access to soap and water and a towel. So giving a hand sanitizer is always helpful. Okay, quickly then on the spit. <laughs> Since you did bring it up. You brought it up first. <laughs> Anyone who follows me on social media will know. This week, I was in Yishun. I'd just done a school thing and I went to the North Point Mall washing my hands like a good boy in the public toilets. And I must say about that particular mall, hand sanitizers everywhere now, which I'm seeing. That's a big positive. So I'm washing my hands. A guy next to me, and he's about my age, so he's not the stereotypical spitting you might see in your mind's eye. He's, he's about my age. He's in his 40s. And brings up his entire contents of his throat oh, and no. empties it in the sink and then walks away. <laughs> oh, that's not cool. Doesn't So I put myself at risk for the society, and I washed his phlegm away. Good on you. And then, of course, not happy about this, I put on social media, mm. and I didn't rant or rave. I just said, guys, in the middle of COVID-19, mm. now more than ever, really, do we need to be spitting in public places? Mm. And I thought that was a pretty sensible statement to make. However, people got very defensive and said, mm. why can't I spit in a public toilet? That's what a public toilet is for. And that was, you know, seriously, those were the responses. Only in Singapore do you have these conversations I, yeah. on social media, I really. I mean, I, I didn't get... And doctor, now we have it on air. Doctor, yeah. I did not get involved. Yeah. I let Singaporeans argue with themselves because, like, what do you mean? You don't... So, sure. so the gist was, well, if I yes. need to spit somewhere, right. surely it's better I do it in a toilet than right. in a street. Yes. Let's not get into the hop. Medically, medically, yes. what is the view on this? You know, you're the medical practitioner. What is the view here on spitting. Well, I mean, if you have to spit, I would say that and you've had to spit into a sink in a public toilet, just wash it away. So yeah. it was really sweet that you did that for him. But do we, I mean, now we're getting into ethical culture. Do we have to spit in a public sink? I mean, do we? <laughs> uh, does, well, the, does the body need to spit regularly? You know? Maybe he wasn't well. <laughs> he looked well to me. I think you're giving him too much credit. So, okay, let's narrow it down a bit. If you have you're to trying spit, to get her to say, don't spit. Well, it would be nice. It would be nice. You're leading her to that. <laughs> would it be better to do it, say, in the toilet? Than that the... would be a very good idea, to spit mm. into the toilet and then flush it down. Okay, so we got that at least. Yes. Please don't spit in the sink, spit in the toilet. <laughs> We're going to see another post from Neil. No, no, no. no. Near moments. Do According not talk to about medical spitting. professionals... <laughs> No, but we, I mean, we see this outside all right. the time on the yes. sidewalks and yes. in the streets yeah. and, yes. and, you know, where there clearly would be other options yes. other than that. And because well, there is, a, sorry, yes. And anything to do with bodily fluids, we just have to be careful. Yeah. Mm. Which brings me to a point that I would like to make, actually. Please do. Many people are asking if uh, bystanders, so like laymen, can do CPR if a grown-up should ah, collapse from cardiac arrest. Yeah. And the answer to that is actually you should. You should. And the reason that you should do it and are able to do it even during this COVID-19 crisis is because in Singapore, ambulance gets to you really quickly in about 8 to 12 minutes. 995, you know, SCDF, they're doing a fantastic job. They even send a firebiker in emergencies like cardiac arrest or stroke within four to six minutes. So really, this person whom you've witnessed, this grown-up, 
that you witnessed to just have a cardiac arrest would have enough oxygen in his body to keep him going for the four minutes. Wow. But you have to pump his heart. Right. Otherwise, the oxygen is not going to move around his body. So you just have to do hands-only CPR and use an AED if that's available. Mm. You don't have to do mouth-to-mouth. So the compression on the chest. Exactly. Right, right. And if you're on the line with 995, whom you would have called to send the ambulance over, they will actually coach you on how to do that. So it's just hands-only CPR, use an AED, and you don't have to do mouth-to-mouth in the context of a grown-up who has collapsed in front of you. And to add to that point, because I know Singapore have followed the British campaign, you do it to the beat of Staying Alive from the Bee Gees. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Staying Alive. I know Adrian Pung actually did a campaign for it in Singapore. This is true. You remember, right? Yes, he did such a great job. This is a dead serious point. If you're doing CPR on someone, everybody knows the tune Staying Alive. I think it's how many beats a minute? It's 100 to 120 beats a minute. Yep. Either you can sing in your head staying alive mm-hmm. or you can just listen to the medical dispatcher who's on the phone with you anyway yeah. and she's going to count off with you so you don't miss a beat. Wow, that's great. Dr. Jade Kwa, Senior Pediatric Emergency Specialist and one of our heroes on the front lines of COVID-19, not only from starting in the days of SARS, but also now coming through uh, today and what's going on. Jade, thanks so much. Hope you'll come on again and give us an update maybe in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you. Let us know what's happening around town in the meantime. Thanks to you. And please pass on a word of thanks uh, to all of your colleagues as well. Absolutely. Every single one of them. Especially the juniors coming in from Team C of KK Hospital. Not only all of us here at Money (laughs) FM, but but people all across Singapore are are very grateful. So thank you very much, Jade. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.